Hey, everybody, and welcome to Jack Squat. My name is Scotch. I'm the assistant manager of Jack FM, and this is going to be a strange one because uh, pretty much any time I've been on the radio or done a podcast, I've always had somebody else to bounce off of. Well, this is going to be the first time I'm actually trying to do a podcast by myself um, <laughs> because I've been left without a partner now, so I'm kind of the lone gunman, uh, as it were. And uh, I just, I'm coming off of a, a ValleyCon weekend. Uh, ValleyCon is the local comic convention. Most of you familiar with me know that in addition to being a radio personality, I'm also a cartoonist. And I spent quite a few years waiting to be discovered by some ardent publisher who just couldn't live without me bringing my fantastic comics art to the, to the masses. Well, sour news. That rarely, if ever, happens. I found that out the hard way. At some point, though, a very, very wise person turned me on to the realities of self-publishing. And uh, that is eventually what I did. I've had a few glimmering moments where maybe all the stars were aligned and somebody else funded my my comic chicanery. For example, I did illustrate numerous pieces for Cracked Magazine back in the day. Now, the time that I spent contributing to Cracked Magazine stands out as probably one of the most exciting periods for me as a, as a comic artist. I spent a lot of my adolescence reading what is widely considered at this point to be the Mad Magazine knockoff. I mean, nobody went out and actually bought Cracked Magazine on purpose. You, you bought Cracked Magazine when Mad Magazine was sold out, or you bought Mad Magazine and then you couldn't wait for the next issue, so you finally bro- broke down and you bought Cracked. I bought a lot of Cracked. And I was thrilled when I was actually asked to illustrate a piece for Cracked called New Jobs for Bill Clinton for issue number 353 back in 2001. I had had Dick Culpa, who was the new managing editor for Cracked magazine, on a radio show that I was doing to promote the magazine. And while I was talking to him, I happened to mention that I was a cartoonist and that I had submitted stuff to Cracked in the past. He had just taken over as the new editor. So he went through a bunch of the old archives and stumbled across some of my artwork and ended up calling me and saying, hey, Scotch, is there any chance that I could get you to illustrate this piece on on Bill Clinton? And I was so excited. And I continued to illustrate for Cracked during the Dick Culpa Barry Dutter years up until November of 2004. And what happened was usually somebody else would write it and then I got to draw the funny pictures that would go around with it go along with it my shining moment was issue number 363 that was uh, a 2004 issue in which not only did I illustrate two installments of shut-ups which is a regular feature in crack that I'd grown up reading but I actually wrote and illustrated a three-page nanny dickering interviews piece (gasps) oh Whenever they would have the cracked interviews, the sofa king or the pop culture king, uh, it was always a nanny dickering piece. And and she was drawn by a lot of really cool artists over the years. And now I can claim that I actually got to draw nanny dickering for an issue of Cracked. To top that off, that very same issue had a cover that was illustrated by none other than Kent Gamble, who had drawn for a lot of Marvel's uh, crazy magazine back in the 70s and 80s. To the average person, this probably doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but to a humor magazine nerd like myself, it was huge. Uh, Around this same time, I was also illustrating for Hustler magazine. Big shock. Uh, That was a, a pretty big deal for me as well. That lasted a total of about 10 years. But what was neat about that was I actually got to write and illustrate all of their parodies, like their TV parodies and their movie parodies. Of course, they had to be filthy because it was Hustler, but uh, it was a lot of fun. And like all good things, eventually it came to a halt. 
problem is I had really acquired a taste for seeing my stuff in print and I wanted to do my own comic book, but I didn't know how to go about doing that. So I was working in morning radio. This is about 2007. And I had been using the opportunity to interview a lot of my favorite B-movie directors. And I thought this, this might be a good chance to approach Fred Olin Ray about doing a comic book adaptation of his infamous movie, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. <laughs> so I had him on the air to talk about his history as a director, and I, and I broached the topic. To my surprise, he really liked the idea and actually offered to fund the comic book. So it, uh, it took me a while to complete. I'd never actually tried to do an entire comic book before, and I found out that it was a lot of work. So... Since then, I've gotten uh, much more expeditive. Is that the word I'm looking for? Expedient. And I can kick out a book pretty quickly. I've done comic books for uh, alternative cinema, adapting some of their movies, Spider Babes, Playmate of the Apes, Bravengers, and most recently, Ghoul School into comic books. But uh, in between, I've actually funded uh, quite a few of my own books as well, which I, when I met you know, Valley Con or the Fargo Comic Con. I sit at my little table and I spread my comic books out in front of me and whoever's interested can come up and purchase my filth and debauchery. And while I was briefly out of radio, I was cartooning for the, the Fargo Forum and I created my own characters for a strip called Sinkhole. So I drew so many of these and I knew that I had to do something with them. So I looked into self-publishing a comic book and discovered that it wasn't nearly as expensive as I thought it would be. And since then, I've actually published three issues of Sinkhole, as well as uh, some other comics and magazines. Uh, I do a thing called the North Dakota Apartment Wrestling Federation, along with the Valkyries of the Valley, who are a, a local uh, burlesque troupe. And we've put out uh, a couple of magazines that are, that are like photo comics. And uh, I know a lot of people who, who are artists, and they just sit on their hands, and they groan about the comics industry and how nobody's hiring, or they shop their project around a little bit, and if nobody's interested, that's it. You know, they don't do anything with it. Well, I would highly recommend that if you are a cartoonist, that you utilize those talents, you fill that niche. For me, it's B-movie adaptations. That has worked quite well for me. But find your niche, and, you know, if you can't get anybody, anybody to bite, do it on your own. Throw a few bucks out there, press a few books, go to ValleyCon or CoreCon or whatever con and try and sell a few at your table or just set up a website or sell them on Etsy and take a chance. Make comics, not excuses, self-publish. All right. I don't think that is as long as most podcasts are that we have done with Jack Squat, but hey, give me a break. It's the first time trying to do it by myself. We'll see you next time.